0: Welcome back to Season 2 at 4 of the Good Discussion Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Max. And I'm Noah. And um, hey, guys, we got the
1: postseason creeping up on us. So there's like, what, a week week and a half until... Uh, first, the Wild Card Series begins on uh, September 29th. And right today is September 18th. So, yeah, we got like a week and a half until the playoffs start. Um, recently, the... MLB came out with a the, this, the postseason scenario, the postseason picture, and it's all going to be in a bubble, similar to the NBA playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the NL series, the NL side will be played in California, and the AL side will be played in I want to oh, say, yeah, Texas, and then the World way, Series other way around okay, other way around so, NL in in, in uh, Texas and AL in California. Yes, correct. And then the World Series will be played in um, Globe Life Field, the Texas Rangers ballpark. So, what do you guys, what do you guys think about the bubble, and what
0: do you think about the neutral sites? Um, I think it's you know like the best idea possible. I think mimicking what the NBA did, I mean, is probably the best way to go. They've had success. I don't, I don't think they've really had any major hiccup since the start of quarantine when it came to like playing basketball. So. I think it's like the best move possible and you know probably equals to really good baseball. Yeah.
2: I think I think it'll be a cool thing to see kind of what happens. I I understand it. I understand wanting to move all the players to a bubble and get them in closer proximity just to prevent the spread and I think it'll be really cool to see cuz this hasn't really happened in baseball before to my knowledge. I don't think I I don't think it's ever happened that postseason games were played at a neutral site. Um, um but I think it'll be cool that uh, we'll see the NL play in Texas and then the AL play in California. I think they're playing games in Dodger Stadium, Petco Park, and Angel Stadium. And then I think the NL is playing in Globe Life Field and um, Minute Maid Park, Easton's home field.
0: Um, isn't yeah, Isn't Globe Life really like, just got rebuilt, right, or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's new this year um you know it it makes me wonder like i don't know you play a lot of games there maybe you have a bit of an advantage because you know like the field dimensions and the and the type of turf and 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 then that stuff maybe it gives the nl a slight advantage i want to say but i don't think it'd be really noticeable or anything
0: no i don't think it would be any effect
1: um I think, you know what I thought would have been cool when they first said bubble, I thought, you know, maybe we'd see stuff with like the spring training complexes. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I like this. I like this. Uh, I like the bubble too. I think it probably should have been done from the beginning, but you know, it wasn't, uh, it, it should be said that no player has tested positive. No player has tested positive for COVID in nearly three weeks. Um, uh, I mean, you know, there was the false positive in the Giants organization last week, and then a member of the A's tested positive a few weeks ago, but um, I do, I will say, I like the feeling of teams having, like, home field advantage in the playoffs, right? Like, you remember that um, World Series in Kansas City, 2014? The fans were just yeah. screaming. It was so loud, and there it was such a nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I am going to miss that this playoffs. That's why I think it, it it'll be a little different this year. But obviously, you know, this is a different year. So overall, I'm not really complaining. I think this is the best thing that they could have gone with. Um, and you know, I, I like the bubble. I like the I like I like the thing that they're going with here.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I miss fans in the ballpark. I miss watching pl- uh, playoff baseball with fans in the ballpark. That's, that's some of the most fun baseball that you watch. Is just seeing. A stadium of forty to fifty thousand fans rocking together, yeah true, um but continuing on the subject of playoffs um i we I think we've talked a little bit about it when it was first announced, but uh this year we're doing a the m l b is doing a sixteen team playoff format, so um every first place team in each of the divisions obviously um goes to the playoffs they won their division. And then each of the second place division winners uh, also makes the playoffs, uh, which is different from uh, previous years. And then they are also adding two wildcard teams. So basically, whoever's the uh, the top the top two third place finishers or the top third and fourth place finishers, if that makes sense, will make the playoffs. Um, and the way they're the way they're doing the postseason seeding is they're they're basically having the the 1 seed play the 8 seed and the 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 2 seed play the 7 seed and so on. So they do they're formatting it similar to the NBA playoffs. Um so I think that'll be interesting to watch. What do you guys think?
1: Um I like the play, the 16 team playoff this season, but I don't know about the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading that it was possible and owners were approving this for next year.
1: Yeah, and I saw like the majority of owners were already saying, like, yeah, you know, let's go for it. And I I'm I I don't really like that.
0: Yeah, um, why, why don't you like it? I me I'm just kind of a little lost here. So what's the what's the take back from all of this? So I I'm just I'm really
1: feeling like, you know, this season with 60 games, like, it it makes sense to try out new things, obviously, because this is such a weird season. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to try rules, like, the Universal D8 just got thrown in. Actually, I think everybody really likes that rule for the most part. Um But, like, if we're talking 162-game season with mm-hmm. 16 teams making it, like, yeah. I, I just, I think the level of competition kind of just like lowers i guess like it it decreases yeah okay
0: you're right you're right because it's all of a sudden the the teams that should be making are making it right like you could have the like the pat like in 2016 the M's would have made it probably right Yeah. yeah previous years and it's not to say i think we wouldn't want that but you know there there's some sort of pride of making it within the like the standard rules
1: yeah, and I I don't know sixteen teams, one hundred and sixty two game season. That yeah, just, also makes
0: the one hundred sixty two games pointless, right? Like, what's the kinda, point of playing yeah, that exactly. that many? If you yeah.
1: yeah, so I don't know if I like it, and I also think it's kind of stupid for uh man managers to be saying like or uh, general managers to be saying hell yeah let's do it when you haven't even seen it yet, you know like, and you you look at the you look at the. Uh, you look at the playoff standings for uh, the NL right now. I mean, it's a joke. Like the Phillies, the Phillies would make the playoffs, and the they're, they're the Marlins are like they have a five seed. Like what? You know, the Reds are there. They're not there yet, in my opinion. Uh, well, so let me let me tell you
2: something. All the owners that are approving this are the owners of the Marlins, the Reds, the yeah. Phillies. The, the the teams that need that postseason revenue those owners are saying this is a great business move because more teams make the playoffs that means we're getting on national television we're getting more attention we're putting more butts in more seats when we're able to have fans back in the stadium so from an owners perspective i completely understand however from a fans perspective a mariners fans perspective nonetheless i think it's utterly stupid i don't i like that in major league baseball the playoffs are a very selective group of teams. I feel like, yes, every year we see one or two teams get robbed from the playoffs um, from a bad break or just not being quite good enough. The Mariners have done that a few times in my lifetime. But I think that's just the name of the game. I think sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. And I think the postseason is a really special thing. And I think when you have half of the entire league making the postseason, that does kind of take some of the specialness out of the... 162 game season. So yeah. I like how the playoffs were up until this year. I understand the playoff formatting for this year because it's such an odd year. Like you never know. Okay, what if yeah. like the Astros, like they're not having a great year? What if they were just a little bit worse? They'd be out of the playoffs if uh it if this were a regular year. And so I understand expanding the postseason for this year. I don't like it going forward. And yeah. fortunately I do think it will be the case going forward because I understand why every owner would approve of this.
0: True. Yeah. Also managers win from it too. Because, you know, a lot of managers are usually get fired for not getting their team to the postseason, but all of a sudden you get like a free spot every year. You know. Yeah, but the, I mean also, I mean, on the you know, on
1: the other hand, a lot of managers will probably get fired for mismanaging in the playoffs. True. You could see it. Like, I don't think the Mariners manager, Scott Service, he does not have what it takes to manage in the playoffs right now. That's just an example off the top of my head, though. But, yeah. And it's
2: like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to watch the Marlins on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's
0: it's like, so they're, they're,
2: they're headed They're headed in the right direction as a franchise, as an organization. They're building young talent. They're obviously getting better. That's why they're in the position they're in now. But if this is a regular year, they're not even close to the playoffs. They're irrelevant and still one of the laughing stocks of the league. Like this Yo, is
0: just, like I, I'm sorry, I don't want to watch the Marlins in the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because it, it's just taking up unnecessary time, right? Like no one wants to see the like the obvious loser get ch- chat on for fucking you know three hours a night just to wait to get to like some good competition. Like yeah. you just. Yeah. Like, taking up space and, you know, wasting pretty much their time, too. Like, you know, the
1: Mar- right right now, the NL matchup is the Marlins are going to be facing the number four seed, which is the Padres. Like, like uh, we, we know who's going to win. Absolutely destroyed by the Padres. It's going to be yeah. a
2: team sweep. The Phillies,
1: you know, the Phillies are playing
0: against the Dodgers. Like, we, we know who's gonna yeah, keep, keep
1: it, going to win.
0: Yeah. Even if there is, to say, an upset with that. They're just. There's no way they're either going to get past either the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Braves. You know, it's just. You know, you're by having that team in there, they are literally taking away from revenue in my my eyes, just because like you're losing some potential matchups if they do win. That would probably bring in a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? And like, here's
2: here's what would really. Uh, I mean. Here's what I'm kind of nervous about happening is mm-hmm. what if the what if the Marlins just get hot at the right time and win a three game <laughs> series against the Padres? I know. Knock them out yeah. in the first round. The Padres with all of this hype and all of this excitement around their team just get knocked out by the fucking Marlins. It, 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 pardon my French, but let's be real. Yeah. Like you had I mean, yes, to only a sixty game season, but what if this was a hundred and sixty-two game season and this was the the playoff season? Yeah. <laughs> And in in this Padres getting knocked out by the Marlins. I, I, I just, I like upsets. I think upsets are fun to watch. But I, I also like seeing the absolute best level of competition.
0: Yeah, but, but even yeah. even when it's an upset, it's in the realm of like you said, competition. Like the Nationals, they, you know, they were the worst team there, but they still earned their they're like plate at the table. You know, it's not like the Marlins that legit got picked up like a charity case. Yeah.
2: And the Marlins and like I mean I'm I'm shitting on the Marlins a lot right now, but I mean the Marlins the Marlins have a twenty five and twenty-three record. It's like they're they are over five hundred and it's not Clearly like they've been bad. it's not like they've been bad this year, but I'm sorry they're not a postseason team.
1: Like Yeah. That's a wild a fringe wildcard team in the normal season. And then and that's just record based. I mean you look at their actual team. You got uh, God. Who's the guy who just made his debut? Jose, or uh, Sixto Sanchez, who is a rookie, and he's your he's best pitcher.
2: Good, actually,
1: Sixto Sanchez is one point eight WAR already. Zach, he's doing filthy, but but
0: he'll be traded in no you time. Know,
1: you still got someone like Luis Brinson starting for you. Like it's just yeah, they're not they're not a playoff team. They are this year, but they 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 aren't. And, and at that's, the same and time.
2: It's also not to say that they won't, like, even in a regular postseason formatting, that's not to say that they wouldn't be a playoff team next year. Like, I do believe the Marlins are heading in the right direction. I just, I I don't, I really don't like seeing teams like the Marlins, who are probably another year out. I don't like seeing teams like the Phillies who are not, just not there yet. Um, The Mariners are kind of, have been fighting for playoff ground in the last couple weeks. And even as a Mariners fan, I don't know how i feel about that. Like, I don't, like, I feel like if the Mariners made the playoffs this year, they'd either, they'd get swept in the first round. And it's just like, I want to see playoff teams play playoff baseball, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like the Mariners, if they if they were to somehow sneak into the playoffs this year, I believe they're about three games out from Houston right now. Like, I I just, I don't, they don't belong there. They don't belong now, and... That's not to say that they won't in a couple of years, but you know, I like seeing the best of the best play. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, speaking of post season and moving on a little bit, um, I just read a report the other day that the MLB is forbidding boo celebrations in the post season, which is probably as a fan one of the funnest things to watch on TV after your team uh, advances in the post season or wins the world. Series. what do you guys think?
0: uh my initial reaction like at first this was prior to me knowing they had a there was gonna be a bubble like i was kind of indifferent i was definitely more to the lean to the sense like that just doesn't make sense but with the added layer on of a like a bubble situation i don't get how you can play together as a team but then not celebrate as a team exactly i just don't see where what like where is the line being crossed here if you live together aren't you i know you're not playing you know sharing the same drinks but you're in the same atmosphere probably 24 7 so let me share a beer with my bro because we just knocked out the Rays. you know like come on yeah so, uh, I better myself yeah i mean
1: in in a bubble right you don't necessarily have to social distance i mean yeah makes there's makes sense for a for a, for a for having like an eye you yeah. know like you want to look good so you social di- but there's no social distancing actually happening and if you yeah, like you said, you knock out the Rays, you knock out the White Sox or the Dodgers, you should be able to crack one open. But you can't
0: it, it just maybe there is actually some like something that we just don't know or maybe I don't know. And there's like a line that actually is being crossed. But like I remember for the NBA bubble, there's plenty of times where someone on a team would be like oh there goes you know jamal murray on the nuggets again you know like just walking around because they were in like the same place so i feel like if it's relatively the same situation i just feel like you know come on like come on yeah
1: yeah i think it's it seems like one of those pointless things like there's no real point to this i think they just did it because they had an opportunity to Mm -hmm. um which is kind of the definition of rob manfred and his career but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um moving on though, um the Astros were bombarded by Dodgers fans upon arrival at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles last week. Um uh, I sent you guys pictures of yeah. fans with trash cans and signs and um wearing all their Dodgers gear and booing the Astros on their team bus as they pulled up to the stadium. What what do you guys what do you guys think? Are there fans taking it too far? Are their fans toxic for this?
1: You think well, I made it my lock screen wallpaper. <laughs> so
0: So we know. Well, what you think about it. <laughs> uh I will say uh, I think they kind of just did it in the best way possible. I mean, as I think they represented baseball as a whole and they also did like everything by the book. I think mo- almost every single one of the people that showed up had a mask on and did everything as like safe as possible while also like being funny as hell. So, I think I'm I'm with it. Yeah. I think I think,
1: I think the Joe Kelly mural is a piece of
0: art. Have you, you guys seen got, that? You know it got taken down That's already, like, right? Really? Yeah, someone painted over another athlete over it. Oh, I, I can go find it, but still, that, that's what happens to every mural in L.A. That's yeah, true. And nothing's permanent over there. Bus
2: up there, and they're taken down in like the next week. So, well,
1: but did you I, did you guys see that the Astros had a fake bus with fake players in that went in? You sent, you sent that. I remember you. And you know, the, you the Dodgers it. fans bullied the crap out of it, and while the actual players snuck in the back of the stadium. Um, which I think goes to show how the do- how the Astros have really dealt with this, with this scandal, and so I think they absolutely deserve the the Dodger fans kind of you know crapping on him and and banging on him with the trash cans because you know you think about this right? And this is just coming to my head now. the The Astros have been lucky. Right now, they're lucky to be in a postseason spot. They're lucky, you know the. It's actually a bit of a breath of fresh air for them because there are no fans in the stands this year, so they're not getting booed this year. They're not getting heckled this year. Um, I'm willing to bet that with without fan, with fans not being there in the stands, they're probably not gonna get hit by pitches as much. I mean, I do think some of that does come, you know, doing it for the fans, which I think is messed up. But that's besides the point. The Astros have been lucky. They have been they're they are lucky that they that there are no fans in the stands and you know they're not getting heckled and so when you're out in the streets of LA which is not a super nice town um you know they you're going to get heckled and and the Astros using that fake bus like that's just another they they're slimy you know the Astros are slimy and they're lucky that it did not get any worse
2: yeah i mean i think the Astros are the luckiest team in baseball, um, they they get to pull, they get to not get punished by the none of the players get punished by Rob Manfred for them pulling off a really big cheating scandal. Uh, Joe Kelly gets a bigger suspension than any of the players yeah. <laughs> for throwing at one of them, and he didn't even cheat. Uh, no fans in the stadium this year. The expanded postseason giving them a shot at the playoffs. Like
1: Cause they've played well, really yeah, bad this year
2: they're the luckiest team in baseball and i really hope they get swept right out of the first round and i hope it's not even close
1: yeah that's why i really want the mariners to make the playoffs this year i know they're not they're probably not going to it at the end but you know nobody nobody right now except for people in houston wants houston to win and so yeah
2: staying on the on the dodgers track though they just clinched um they just clinched their berth in the playoffs. Um Have not yet clinched the division with the with the Padres kind of on their heels here. But you guys think they're the best team in the NL? Or are they the team to beat?
1: Um, I I don't see any other team. The Cubs have played pretty well, but it's the Dodgers are the best team in the NL and possibly the entire MLB. Fourth they time's are the stacked. charm,
0: right? For this year, or is it this year's the fifth time? Uh. They're
1: fourth, third, third or fourth? It's third. the fourth
0: time, I'm pretty sure. I think last time was their third. As yeah, well,
1: They've won the
0: division like eight years in a row, dude. Talk about a choking. God, yeah, I know. I know the, the odds are stacked against them for actually probably two years, but still, yeah. So, I think, I think the Dodgers are absolutely
2: insane this year. They're. They're firing on yeah. all cylinders they have they have their superstar and mookie bets, which i I think it's kind of the piece they were missing they i, okay. I think you guys, I think I sent you guys that he slid over to second base a couple weeks ago
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh,
2: moving over from the outfield. He was brought up as an infielder with the Red Sox, which I didn't know until until uh, seeing that he went over to second base with the with the Dodgers. I saw that he started fifteen games for
1: the Red sox well, he, at he's, second base he's uh, so athletic, I'm sure he could catch if yeah, he it so, yeah true yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and I mean, yeah, you look at, yeah, or, uh, Betts has been doing a, a lot, and Bellinger hasn't been doing anything. I mean, he's been really bad this year. And Walker Bueller uh, has uh, blister issues right now, which is kind of a big blow to a normal team. But I still, the Dodgers are, are far and away the best team in the NL for me. And, the, you know, right now they're 36 and 15. So there's there's a chance that they finish this season with less than 20 losses.
2: And and the the thing that really needs to be said about the Dodgers, which I don't feel like they've had in a couple of years, is they're really healthy right now. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. If
2: any team wins the World Series, or let me rephrase this, if the Dodgers win the World Series, they're probably the only team where I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't put an asterisk for their World Series championship. You're right. You're like, right. That... They've, they've been knocking on the door for the last several years. Like, they deserve this one. This one yeah. would be just as legit for the Dodgers as if they were to win next year or last year. That's such, it's such yeah. a great point. Yeah. yeah. Really tough breaks. Uh, yeah. The Astros cheating scandal in 2017, that was a seven-game series. Without them cheating, they. I feel like they definitely should have won that series. Um, they get Corey Seager back, who's been hurt and has an injury history. Um, they have their uh, now superstar right fielder Mookie Betts, which I which I just mentioned. Um, their pitching is as dominant as ever, as uh, as usual. Like I feel like I feel like if they win the World Series this year, good for them. I'm happy. I'm happy for that fan base and good for them. They deserved it.
1: I 100% agree. Um,
2: moving on to um, the East Coast Dodgers, I call them the New York Yankees. Um, (laughs) literally the uh, i think they're the same team just on the on other coasts uh the yankees hit 15 home runs in three days against the blue jays 13 of which came in two games against them uh they are now on an absolute tear they've been playing really well over their last 10 games or so they're eight and two in their last 10 games on an eight game win streak um They're playing really well. Aaron Judge just got reinstated. Um, Dan Paxton just landed on the injured list, but uh, he hasn't really been playing well for them the entire year. And and, and frankly, his entire time there. How dangerous do you guys think the Yankees are in the postseason this year?
0: Uh, I think. Okay. So I was thinking about this question. I think they're also, I think, the most dominant team in the American League. I just wonder what is the team to actually challenge that? Because I feel like. It's. I would have to see actually who is all in it, but I f- they're an obvious. You know who they're gonna win win against, but who do you think's gonna put up a challenge? Well, yeah.
1: I so. mean, well, you look at it, right? You look at it, right now. They're the number five team, and they'd be matching up against the number four team, which is the Twins. And you go back to last year where <laughs> they made the Twins look like a, a minor league team in the playoffs seriously. And the Yankees don't have that much different of a team. The Twins do. They added mm-hmm. Donaldson who by the way, we'll talk about him in a few minutes, but he pulled some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen yesterday. Yeah. Um The Twins did add more offense, but it wasn't their offense that was the problem for them in the playoffs last year. It was their pitching. So, so you're you're right, Jack. I I I don't really so. see if there's a team that for the for the Yankees, to, that the Yankees really have a tough time against
0: until like the Dodgers, right? Like assuming they to get there, but in that World Series, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the Yankees are just one. Of, like I mean, they're the team that they just hit 15 home runs in three days against. Is the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays are the eight seed. The Blue Jays were. Oh my god! They, were, they made the.
0: Oh my god! They made the postseason. I didn't realize.
2: <laughs> Blue Jays were ahead of the Yankees. It's the Yankees that just got hot all of a sudden. And are oh, wow. carrying the league up right now. I, I still think the Rays are better than them. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the A's are better than the Yankees. I think those are the two biggest roadblocks. But I think the I think the playoffs will be really fun to watch this year because um, there's just so much talent at the top of the AL right now. There's the White Sox in the Central who are the best team in in the American League. Um, There's the Rays, who are half a game from being tied for the best team in the American League. There's the A's, who are um, a game away from being the best team in the American League. They're all so close to each other. And then there's the Yankees and the Twins, who have to take seriously. Those top five teams are really good. And then you have... Uh, Cleveland, who's kind of just unlucky to be the seventh seed here, but they're really good too. They have Shane Bieber, who's probably going to win Cy Young. Not uh, probably.
1: He's definitely
2: going he's to. He's never winning Cy Young. That was stupid. But really the only two teams that I don't take super seriously in the playoffs this year are, is Toronto, just because they're young. I think they need another year to develop. And then the Astros, but the Astros have that track record of being really successful in the playoffs. Um, so the AL just looks really good right now. And I think the playoffs will be really fun to watch. I think the Yankees are going to be really tough to beat. They hit so many home runs. And if they're playing in, if, if they get to the world series and they're playing in Arlington, that's a, I mean, Texas is known for their hitting. Um, and Global yeah, is a little more of a pitcher's park, but Texas is just known for their hitting. And I've always seen hitters hit in, in Texas, um, and so I think it'll be really interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. I personally really don't want them to go to the World Series, but
1: um, that's well, just because
2: I don't like the Yankees at all.
1: You want to talk about hitters hitting, you got to look at Luke Voigt. 18 he's home runs currently? 20. Oh. He, he's, okay. he's the first to reach 20. Can you believe that? Wow. 20 home runs in like 50 -ish games
0: and did he start did he start at the beginning of the year am I wrong on that I,
1: I th- yeah I think you're on I don't think he started the year he might have missed a few games in the beginning but not.
0: this guy's stats right? are insane owa slept on truly,
1: truly. 1.7 war 49 hits 20 of those are home runs he's got a 283 batting average driven in nearly 50 runs he has a 340 on base percentage slugging 660. He's got yeah. an OPS of just over a thousand. I might have I mean, to pick him
0: up in fantasy. Shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, he. This guy. This guy is an MVP candidate, and he could win it. I think, I think there might. be Jose Abreu. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's the only guy that I could think of that's that's doing that. You know, maybe deserves it more is Jose Abreu. And, but he. You know, both of them are definitely up there. And then you also have guys like Aaron Judge coming back. He was having he was off to a crazy start, then he got injured like twice. But, you know, he he's coming back. And then and then Stanton came back a few days ago. Um Tanaka's been pitching really well. Garrett Cole stepped it up because he had a slow start with all the home runs and tipping pitches or whatever. Um Paxton going on the IL hurts them, but it's nothing really normal. I'm out, out of yeah. out of the blue. I mean, even when he was on the Mariners, he couldn't stay healthy. So, um, I mean, yeah, the,
2: the, the Yankees key to success from here to how, however far they can get in the postseason is their pitching. Their offense is going to be there. Their offense isn't going anywhere. They're going to be in bombs. It's going to be this multi-million-dollar bullpen that they just have fed money to. Um, that's been struggling for most of this year. Um, and they really haven't had to pitch all well the last few days, just because they've been blowing the Blue Jays out of the water. Um, but that that'll be that'll be the question because in the playoffs, everything is tested. You're, they're still going to be hitting, but so is every other team in the American League. I, I swear, the American League is just an offensive juggernaut. the The White Sox are the White Sox are tearing the cover off the baseball. The Twins are always hitting home runs. Um, You see the Yankees, obviously, and the and the Astros are they've been struggling, but they still have a track record of being really good. You know, you have to take that into account. Like like Jose Altuve is still you still don't want to pitch to him. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, and so just to go back what you were saying earlier, right? Like that AL, they're out of the eight teams. Uh who are going to be playing on September 29th as of right now, there are six of those teams that you can take really seriously. You can be like, because I'll be honest with you, the White Sox, Rays, A's, Twins, Yankees, and Indians, I could legitimately see all those teams in the ALCS or further. And Yeah, I, not, I could not, see. Not the Astros or the Blue Jays, but it, it's 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 so it's so different compared to the Dodgers. The Cubs, the Braves, and the Padres in the NL, and then you have the Marlins, the Reds, the Giants, and the Phillies. It's so one-sided in the in the NL compared to the AL. Yeah, and remember we were we were saying, I don't know, we were saying last week that uh, the NL that NL All Star team that we made might actually be able to beat the AL All Star team, but then you look I, at this. I don't know. It's just funny to me.
2: Yeah, I, I do think that's funny. I, I agree with you. I think just the AL is more kind of well-rounded than the NL is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to watch this postseason. And two of the teams that have the, the most hype going into this year or into these playoffs are the Chicago White Sox, who just clinched their playoff berth, and the San Diego Padres. And I wanted to ask you guys, before we even get to the seeding, before mm-hmm get to the playoffs and before we finish the regular season who's your bandwagon team are you guys gonna hop on the White Sox or the Padres is there another direction you guys want to go Ooh,
0: um I, see that's actually hard Padres or White Sox right so I I think I personally I feel like I just want to rock with the White Sox but at the same time I can definitely see a good good like arguing for the Padres what about you Calfer
1: um, I like both of the teams because, mm-hmm. you know, both of them went through that complete rebuilding process, um, mm-hmm. and they've always been at the cellar. They've always been like laughing stocks, jokes or whatever. Um, I if I had, that's tough because they're they're really similar. I mean, you got guys like Fernando Tatis is is a. Is a star, so is Tim Anderson. You know, mm-hmm. Manny Machado is a stud over there at, at the corner, so is Jose Abreu. I know he put pl- he plays first, but he's kind of similar. Um, you know, they have the Luis Robert, who who's a stud, and then on the Padres, I mean, who who no one's really comparable to him, I guess, but but. The, those pitching rotations. I mean, I think the Padres have a better pitching rotation—Clevenger and uh, Den- Denelson lamette But man, wg is really good. I just, I could, I could flip a coin and vote for both and root for both of them.
2: I, I have a, I have a statement for this. I've been thinking about this for really a long time, and okay. like really since midway into the year. Because I knew both of these teams were going to be hot, and I knew both of these teams would be going to the postseason. But I actually didn't know how evenly matched these two teams are. They're not, I wouldn't, I I honestly would say the. They're very close. They have, they're actually very similar statistically. Um, They have, they're almost identical on their offensive statistics and defensive statistics. Where it comes down to is their pitching. Um, And I'm looking at, TeamRankings.com right now that uh, does a bunch of they're called TeamRankings.com. They do a bunch of rankings, um, and they have they have the White Sox right now um, as as like as the third best pitching staff in the MLB based on their ERA alone, um, and then San Diego seventh overall based on ERA alone. But there's obviously much more to go off of than ERA. However, I do think the White Sox are just slightly more complete than the Padres are. I think mm-hmm. the Padres have a bigger roadblock for them in the Dodgers, because I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Um, mm. I think the, the Padres, I would not bet on them to win the World Series just because I don't feel like their pitching is quite there. And I don't feel like the White Sox are quite there either, even though they did just make a really surprising move. They just called up uh, Garrett Crotchet, who was their 2021st round draft pick in June of this year. Yeah. Um, he's 21 years old. He's ranked as the number four prospect in the White Sox organization. Mind you, he has not pitched a inning, a pitch in minor league ball. He's only been at their alternate training site. I don't know how he's been doing at their alternate training site. I don't know how any players have been doing at any alternate training site. Um, which kind of bothers me. I'd like to be able to find that stuff out. But um, I saw that in a tweet, and then I saw Jane, John Heyman tweet that he was going to be used out of the bullpen um, for uh, for the rest of the year. And I could see him going to the playoffs. What do you guys think about the White Sox calling up a pitcher who has never pitched the inning of minor league ball? Bold.
1: Yeah, that's dude. That's literally like taking a C-team pitcher and throwing him into college. Like a C-team high school pitcher and throwing him into college to face off against Vanderbilt. Because I think there's no doubt he's going to be pitching in the playoffs. I mean, that's probably why he's being called up, maybe to get an extra arm or whatever. But you're right, Jack. Bold. Bold is the best word. I know they did that with Chris Sale. They did that with Chris Sale a few, uh, a few, uh, nearly a decade ago, and then I know Mike Leake also didn't pitch a, an inning with the Reds, uh, when he was drafted. So, I just worked yeah. out for those two. But,
2: I mean, I, I I under I've been thinking about this since I saw that earlier today. We're recording this on Friday, September eighteenth. So he might have already made a debut by the time you're listening to this. But it is really interesting to me because. I do understand this from a management perspective for the White Sox. You can never have enough pitching in the postseason. Absolutely can never have enough. Um, and you can't just call up anybody. You have to go to your alternate training site. I, so I say, why not? Like, I mean, it's bold. Uh, Jack, I don't, I, you couldn't have said it any better. Like, it, it was just bold. Like, you don't really know what you're getting with this guy. But I guess with a pitcher... You can just watch a guy in college and figure out if he has good stuff or not, you know? Like, if he can throw all of his pitches for strikes, then he's a major league level pitcher. Like, that's that's kind of how simple it is. If you can throw your slider for a strike and a strikeout pitch, if you can throw your fastball for a strike and use it as a strikeout pitch, same thing with your curveball and or changeup or whatever other pitches you throw, you're a major league pitcher. You don't need to be displaying that at the major league level to prove that. You can be doing that in college. And be yeah, a major league level pitcher, if that makes sense. Am I making sense to you guys right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and I'm with you. Like it, you can you know, you know what a major league level slider looks like at any level. I'm sure yeah. you guys could point it out if you saw one.
1: Of yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, now, this guy but, does have like the essentials for a starter. I mean he's, yeah, he's but six he, he, six. He's, he's just got missing it. that refinement, you know. I think Yeah. That's the, the, that's the thing, because he does have... A, he has a good arm, and he does have a good slider from what I'm reading. And, but he, if he does fail in the rotation, which is a possibility...
0: He's going I mean, to the bullpen.
1: Yeah, he's going to the bullpen now. But in the future, say he gets rocked now, he's just going to get sent down. I'm honestly... I'm not a fan of this.
2: And, and that brings up a good point for ramifications of this. Um, In the MLB, they have... I'm not going to get too far into it because I could spend a while talking about this, but uh, in the MLB, they have something called service time. You have to accumulate enough service time in the MLB, out of the minor leagues in the MLB to become a free agent. I believe you have to get three years under your belt. Um, And there's an arbitration period, so sometimes you're not a free agent until after six years, and it's it's a big mess. It's really confusing. I don't even fully understand it. However, it's a really big deal for general managers calling up young prospects because um, it has to do with how many options they have. Uh, if you can send them back down to the minor leagues and then recall them back up. And so you really want to make sure that not only are they ready for the major leagues, but they can actually perform well because you don't want to you wanna you wanna control these players for as long as possible, especially if they're really good. And so if you start a service time now. That means if he's bad, he can become a free agent, and then you're going to have to pay him more money to stay with you when he's actually hitting his prime and actually becoming good, or he can leave you guys in free agency. So there are some pretty big ramifications to what the White Sox are doing. It's not like, ah, whatever, there's nothing to lose. Like there's, they, they are throwing a really big risk at calling up some 20-year-old, 21-year-old yeah. to the major leagues. Um. Who, Sorry to keep going. No, no, John. no you're fine. I'll let you go in a second, but I was reading about him, and he didn't. He only pitched a couple starts in college last year. Um, he had some problem. I think he was injured, and then coronavirus hit. So he hasn't even pitched in 2020. He's really only pitched at the alternate training site. So, really bold move.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is. just to clarify. This is the White Sox, right? White Sox, correct uh i mean as as we we've defined it as bold now it it, it really is but this isn't kind of out of the realm of what the white Sox have done right they did this with luis robert this year they also did it with jose Abreu with giving them like contracts before they even touched the major floor yet that's true i remember remember they put like like signed luis robert to a 200 plus million dollar contract before he even was called up. And, I mean, I remember the Jose Abreu contract, but still, I mean, like... That's very true. They have a history of doing this. I mean, they're two for two right now. Who says they can't go three for three? And they're they're super... They seem to be a super aggressive um, front office in Mm -hmm. player
2: development, at least. Um, Which I think can be good and it can be bad. And I think right here is where you're going to see. Because the difference between Luis Robert and this guy is Garrett Crochet hasn't pitched, hasn't done anything in the minor leagues. He hasn't even put on a minor league uniform yet. Yeah. I mean, he's um, he's logged some innings at the alternate training site. I have no idea how he's done. Um, but I, I don't count that as minor league service because you're playing against the same group of guys. Like, the, the way the alternate training site works this year in Major League Baseball is I don't know how many guys are there but there are barely enough guys to fill two teams like you have yeah you have coaches out there playing left field because there's not enough players like yeah, i see the dodgers bad no, boy a few how, months ago yeah there's really no way to tell how successful a player is going to be based off their performance at the alternate training site so it'll be it's really bold of them to do that i think i think i get it though because if I'm the White Sox general manager, uh, I'm thinking, hey, this might be my only chance at a World Series ever. Because you never know, you, nothing. Next year's not promised. Like you have, you have all these young, young studs locked up for the next half decade, but nothing's promised in any sport, you know. Mm-hmm. One or two injuries can derail you. The White yep. Sox are super healthy right now. This might be their only chance. The hype is on them. They have that swagger this year that swagger might just not be there next year. And we've seen teams do that before. Like the Yankees were the best team in baseball in 2017 and lost to the Astros in the playoffs and weren't, haven't really been the same since from injuries, from the swagger standpoint, like this might be the White Sox only legitimate chance. I don't think it is. I think next year they're going to have a better chance to compete just because of how that front office has been building the team over the last few years and how they're going to develop through this year and into next year. But as a general manager, completely understand it. I get it, but it's bold. It's really risky.
1: Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Um re- real quick, if the playoffs started tomorrow and we have the current teams going now, who who's the team that you're rooting for?
0: Okay. I probably have two answers to this. Like, I guess my, I have my, like, rooting for a team and my underdog team. My underdog team would probably be, be the White Sox, I guess, because I, 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 like, I don't know, I like Tim Anderson a lot. So them winning would, would, I'd like. But if I'm being honest, I want to see LA win. And I think they are expected to win. So I, I'm rooting for them, honestly. They've been snubbed. And after everything that came out, they deserve it. Get them a win. Next. Um, I
2: couldn't agree more with you, Jack. Uh, however, I before I was a Mariners fan, I was brought up to be a White Sox fan. Um, that True. didn't really work. <laughs> I, I've been a Mariners fan my entire life, but my, my dad is from Chicago. Uh, he was, he's he been a White Sox fan his whole life. My whole family's from Chicago and has been supporting the South Side. So I, I have to rock with him. Have to rock mm-hmm. with the Sox this, in the postseason this year. I don't know if they quite have enough to get to the – to the World Series, but that's who I'm rocking with.
0: I like that. I like that cough.
1: I probably go with the Dodgers. Um,
0: you think they, they they deserve it?
1: I think they deserve it. I think, well, yeah, with all that's happened the past few years, and obviously, Kobe passing was unseen. Uh, my dad was a huge Dodger fan growing up, too, so Oh, okay. i'd say it's the dodgers year to lose i'd say uh well i i let me rephrase i'd rather i want to see the dodgers win it too and i think max you said earlier where the dodgers are the only team without an asterisk attached i 100 percent agree with that yeah um yeah but like, yeah
2: it's like said win the world series i definitely think people would be saying there's an asterisk yeah
0: yeah yeah. Any, sure.
2: people, any, and I'm sure some people will say that for the Dodgers, but there's a really strong argument for the Dodgers not to have an asterisk. In my opinion, it's the only team that would win that wouldn't have an asterisk attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with nah,
1: that. I'm with that too. I I I, I back that up. Well, uh, I believe that covers everything.
0: Yeah. I think um, it was a good episode.
1: Yeah. Um, Only other thing I can think of is just worth mentioning. I mean, Alec Mills threw a no hater the other day. Um, Who?
2: (laughs) (laughs) On the Cubs.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go look. (laughs) Cubs pitcher. (laughs) That's funny.
2: Uh, I said the same thing when I first saw the other day last
1: week. No no disrespect to him, but who? Yeah, he's like this guy who's undrafted or whatever. you know, he just threw an O-hitter, so congrats yeah. to him. We brought, I mean, up- we brought it up with uh, uh, Gialito, so I thought we'd...
0: No, no, he deserves it, but damn, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, wow. I feel like we've been way more hyped about you know, this.
2: One thing we didn't <laughs> talk about, which might be... No, I'll, I'll let you, just because he brought it up earlier, I'll let you take this, but the, the Josh Donaldson situation.
1: Oh, cool. yeah. You guys saw that yesterday. Yeah, he, uh, he hits a home run. He, oh no no no! So he get it's 0 pitch, and he, it's a slider outside. That's definitely a ball. I mean, no questions asked. And mm-hmm. Donaldson kind of asked, the ump. He's like, uh, "Did I swing? Is that a strike? Did I catch the outside corner?" The ump's like, "I'm having none of that." Donaldson's like, "Okay, whatever. Okay." Next pitch, he hits a, a shot down the left field line. And he kind of pimps it a little bit, just kind of like flips his bat like, yeah. And like, yeah, you don't don't got shit on me, Blue. And then the umpire like kind of watches him and he runs around the bases pretty slowly. And then he crosses the plate and he, as he's crossing the plate, he kicks dirt on the plate. (laughs) And, and the umpire's like, oh, you gotta be shitting me. And then to add insult to injury, Donaldson comes back, takes a few steps back and kicks more dirt over the plate. (laughs) <laughs> well,
2: that, that was that was right after he got ejected. The second yeah. time he thrown on the plate, he was just getting his money worth at that
1: point. And so he didn't even argue. He just ran back to the dugout, and then the Twins manager was like, hey, what the hell? But yeah, I, I, I saw know. that. I thought, like, that is so immature. I mean, come on.
2: It's an idiot but,
1: move. But at the same time, it was funny. So I don't really have a problem with it. And in the end, I mean, I mean I saw a thing on Twitter that said uh, the the... Josh Donaldson getting praised in Twitter and Tweetland for being juvenile delinquent. Meanwhile, 3-2 lead at point of ejection becomes 4-3 loss, meaning it's 90, 90% Twins finish second place and take 13-game playoff losing streak to Yanks in best-of-three versus Yankees. Yeah, Josh Donaldson was brilliant. Like,
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, I know he just hit a home run, but your team's fighting for winning the division. You got to... You got to stay in that game, bud. You're hitting home runs. They need you in the lineup.
1: Yeah, cuz the White Sox clinched the postseason after that game. Like it was that game.
0: True. He was being pretty uh selfless with that. Like there's no point in that what Max said, you know, you, you do need to be out there day in, day out. So it's pretty stupid to get upset over some petty stuff like that. Yeah, and... It, there's, like, a bad call for every game, bro. At the same... Like, I understand they're getting paid for it. Get your job done right. But, like, it also comes in the job description to get a call right or wrong. what Once or twice a game. Yeah, I mean... Also, like it's a you, ball. It, like, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, there is going to be bad calls every game. It's really just a matter of who's going to get the bad call happen to them. Yeah. Um, and, I mean... You, we, the and thing it is just hap- had to happen at Donaldson of all people yeah. who and he, th- this guy is. I mean, he's he's very outspoken. He 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 had to go back to kick more dirt and tell the Empire. Yeah, the
0: thing is, it's just it's, it's just funny because it's like it'd be one thing if he struck out because then he he was like, you know, I, I, then he wouldn't have scored. Right. So then you'd be like, you know, I'm out here every day playing for my team. I can't have crappy calls like that. Makes sense. I would understand that he won. He hit a home run, you know. Just take, you know, run through the bag. Say some nasty shit if you really have to, and be on your way. But you know, you don't gotta do the dirt. You don't gotta come back for the dirt. You know, it's just like you—you you, you did win in the end, of the, in, at the end of the day. So, like, who are you really mad at?
1: Yep. And the umpire just had a really ego. He had yeah, an e- his ego was his friday. Friday
2: I mean, just but Both of
0: them are children.
2: Yeah. Every umpire has the biggest ego on the field. It's Yeah, it's,
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's actually so true. They're, they're they can't, can't be
1: wrong.
2: Them. They have to... They don't even get to dress cool. They have, like, the stupidest uniforms. Half of them, you can see their stupid fucking sweat marks. Yeah, yeah true. It's yeah. like, come I'm on, They're they're not in the spotlight everyone hates them like i understand being on a power chip for three and a half hours every single day <laughs> wouldn't want to be me i wouldn't want to be in a major league <laughs> i think that sounds pretty lame to me yeah, everyone like hates a player you player or a coach or a manager or something That's true but i guess i guess everyone's got
1: to do a job you know <laughs> your if your dream job is becoming a major league umpire you know i want to be an astronaut i want to be a doctor I want to be a major league umpire and help out Angel Hernandez and Joe West make the game even worse. Like <laughs> focus on something else. <laughs> anyway, I can't think of anything else. And I'd say that's a pretty good spot to end the episode. So uh, I agree. So if you like this podcast, you can follow us on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you subscribe to our YouTube and you follow us on Instagram and you can follow me on Instagram at Noah Koffler. You can follow me at Jay Crossword. And Max in with two R's. And with that, we will see you guys at the beginning of the playoffs.